There is a game that I first played probably over a decade ago. It was actually the first board game that I bought. I want to say it was $200, maybe $199. It actually might have been more. And this is, of course, the game produced by Robert and Kim Kiyosaki called Cash Flow. I think there are so much value, so much lessons in that game. Uh, we're going to talk with Anna Kelly about the game and just some lessons that the game really teaches you the more and more that you play with it. Anna, have you ever played the game? I have, and I actually love the game. And, you know, I'm a little behind the eight ball, as they say, Michael. I didn't even hear about it till probably about three years ago. So I had never played it. And the first time I played it, I was like, wow, I loved when I was a kid. Um, you, you'll find this funny, but not surprising. I loved Monopoly. Like, it was my favorite game. And my friends didn't want to play it, my family, because it took too long and all these right. things. So when I played Cashflow, I was like, oh, my goodness, this is like monopoly on steroids but not just property like all kinds of financial stuff and i just thought what a brilliant game so i love it i play it with my kids and it has a lot of really valuable lessons and what i love about it is i can try to talk about money with my kids for example and even just with friends that really aren't financially savvy and they're kind of like wah, wah. like yeah. i'm not as excited about this you are right um but when you play a game, you learn because you you feel the emotions of winning it and losing it and understanding that you do or don't have money based on your balance sheet and um, your cash flow statement. And so it's there's nothing better than, you know, playing a game to teach concepts that stay with you. Yeah, there's so much values in the game. And again, I've probably played that game 100 times, if not more. Wow. I really think as a player, you go through kind of evolutions, right? And again, you and I have a finance background. So you and I were likely comfortable with, you know, hey, you got a balance sheet and an income statement. And, you know, you make decisions and things change, right? You got to dump, you know, you got to do debits and credits and all of that stuff. Yeah. But for most people, that exercise is the first time they've ever thought about making a investment decision, a doodad, having a family, whatever it is, right? There are things that happen in the game that cause both of your statements to change. Yes. And most people don't get that. I mean, I've, I've played with people where it takes them five minutes to really understand how a simple roll of the dice changes both statements, your income and your balance sheet. But what may have taken them five minutes the first time, by the time it's their 10th or 15th roll, it's maybe three minutes. Yeah. And then it's one minute. And then they're like, you know, at some point there's this like light bulb. So that, I mean, that's the first, I mean, I just love watching people who don't understand money play yes. the game, going from totally confused to, oh, if I, I take it lower here and I got to add it over here and, I'm like, right, right. And it's amazing. And, and having been in private banking, you know, it's been 1998, I think, when I left Bank of America and went to AIG. But, 
you know, we worked with very, very wealthy clients primarily, but we also did have some come into the bank who might've had really good incomes and they were starting to save some money. And we, we when we went through with them, you know, a balance sheet, most had never seen them. They never thought yeah. about their net worth. So for people that might be listening that don't, basically your balance sheet, companies use them, but we really should all have one too. It's like a personal personal financial statement if you've ever had to fill it out for the bank. And it shows basically all of your assets, the things that you own that have value and all of your liabilities, the debts that you have. And if your assets are not more than your liabilities, no matter how much money you make, you're bankrupt, you're yeah. insolvent. You have a negative net worth, which means you have to keep working because you owe, owe, owe and don't have the collateral for those debts. And so just that one simple concept, if people can understand where are you really financially? You know, if you make a quarter million dollars, and I've seen this in, in real life, if you make a quarter million dollars, but you say, I still live check to check like 70% of Americans, and you go, where did all my money go? I just don't know. Number one, you need to understand your income statement, i.e. a budget. You know, what's coming in, what's going out consistently, what's left, what's your disposable income after you pay all your debts, and then what can you do with that extra? Do you spend it on, you know, the game would say a doodad, like I'm going to go buy an Xbox 360 or I'm dating myself. I know they're, they're well beyond that now, but do you go buy yourself electronics? Do you blow it on food? Do you blow it on vacation? Whatever. But most Americans, Michael, not only do they not know their balance sheet and their net worth, most don't even have a budget. Even today, even people that have a good, good income, they just kind of go out and they charge it and they pay it off. And then they notice their credit cards are racking up. And then they're like, how did I get myself into this? I don't really understand money. And I know many, many, many people that unfortunately are in that situation. And so if you can get the, them to sit down and play this game with you, it's like, like you said, it's like this light bulb moment of... Why don't I have these things? Mm -hmm. Why have I not thought very much about this and how every single action I take not only impacts the reason I'm still living check to check, but it's keeping me from investing so that I can escape the rat race or retire, make work optional if you want to at some point. Um, and, you know, how does that impact my net worth if I ever want to go buy an investment and the bank's going to say, sorry, you make a lot of money, but you have nothing to show for it and you're upside down. So it's it's an incredibly powerful tool and a really fun game. And I'll tell you this, the first time that I played it, so I learned about it before I learned about cash flow for kids. So the first mm -hmm. time I played it, I played it with my kids. That was probably a little bit of a mistake because they had no concept. But <laughs> listen, I was playing with like a nine-year-old and an 11-year-old, a 14-year-old and a 17-year-old. The first time we did it, we were at our beach wow. house in Ocean City, Maryland. And they were like, this is too hard. I don't get it. <laughs> Listen, you can get it. If you can do hard, hard geometry and hard science, you can do this too. And I, I ended up paying them. I made it real money. I said, whoever lasts for the whole game, no whining and complaining, whoever lasts, I'm going to pay money. And whoever wins gets more money. And you know, one by one, my oldest dropped out. My second oldest dropped out. My third oldest, he was 11, I think, stayed in and my nine-year-old won. And they both got money and they were so excited because I made it real and they won real money that they wanted to play it again. But it took probably four hours to get through it with little yeah. kids the first time. But it excited them about learning about money where before, no matter how many piggy banks they had and all kinds of things we tried to do, it excited them to go, wait, you can buy 
Like if I spend this money on doodads, I have nothing left. And then you talk about how many hours do you have to work to get that back? You know, so um, it, it's just such a cool, cool game, whether you're, you know, nine or whether you're 79, you can learn and you can enjoy it. And it, and it can make a real difference in your life. And that's the thing that I, you know, that I loved about it. Just something I thought about just now, but you know, when I was a kid, I didn't have any money, but I loved Monopoly. I loved the idea of having enough money that I could buy out like everything in town, you know, all the houses and whatever. And even though I, I didn't have any money and I don't know that it necessarily was like a connection point for me, but because I knew and loved Monopoly so much and I understood that if I have more money, I can buy more assets. I didn't really understand that concept at the time, but I knew I'd be rich because I'd own a bunch of property. So the first time I was in private banking and I had already gone through all the financial advisory training and talked to people about money and assets, the first time a wealthy investor said to me, I make way more than that, what we were offering on a CD and an annuity in my real estate investments. It was like, oh, real estate, yes. <laughs> Wealthy people in real estate. And it was that light bulb that I need to go do this. I learned about Monopoly. Now I need to go buy an asset. I need to go buy. And so I bought my first real estate property from that conversation. But I think those seeds were planted in my mind oh, from yeah. years and years and years of being really obsessed with Monopoly. And so I think this it can do the same for people that are playing that game, like, wow, I'm so missing out on, on the potential of what I could do because you're playing a game that's teaching you what your optionality is with money. You know, what what can you do with it besides the American dream that you've sold, you've been sold, which is just accumulate stuff, go into debt, and one day you'll pay for it, right? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, there's so many more lessons in the cash flow game. It starts with you picking a career, right? Yes. I don't know if you've, so- Powerful. I, I talked about the evolution. So I play this game so many times. I've actually, um, I, so this is crazy. One of the last times I played the game, uh, I did it with a buddy who was equally excited about it. And we both, I think we were both doctors in which doctors were like the highest income. Yes. And then we did it again as teachers, I think, which was one of the lower incomes. Um, we got out of the game as teachers in 11 minutes. The doctors took us 75 minutes. Wow. And these are, I mean, we were quick, we were fast, we were doing all these things. Again, some of it's the roll of the dice and all of that. But the point of the thing is, it's not about the income. It's not the income. I, I keep, I like, my favorite question to high school seniors is, can you live on 2,500 bucks a month? If the right. answer is yes, and it's true, you could be financially free in five years or less. Right. So again, that's, that's another, just, I didn't really get that. Cause you know, when you flip the cards over, most of the time you want to be the highest income, but right. I saw time after time, after time, the doctors, the lawyers didn't win because they have such a, they have so much life expenses. They have to catch up. Yes. It's, it's and hard. the debt to get that degree. And, you know, I lived that as we've talked about, you know, yes. my story on our show, like when my husband and I got married, he had, I'll never forget. It was 116,000, almost $117,000 for chiropractic college that we had school loans for. And they were about eight and a quarter percent interest. So it was high. And it took us years just to pay off that debt. 
and and years for it to even you know make sense. Hi, sweet puppy. Um, years never, for it to even make happy sense. Never, happy never does this, so I just wanted to have happy have some. Oh, screen time. happy is growing up. Happy is so sweet. Yeah, Makes yeah, me sorry. want a second puppy. <laughs> sorry for no, the but, distraction. No, wonderful distraction. So, you know, but it took us years to pay off that debt. And I had a degree that was much less expensive. I went to a junior college for two years, which I balked at my parents for, you know, making me go to a junior college. Um, I went to junior college for two years and I went to like a secondary college, which was mostly for master's and doctorate programs for my second two years. But my parents, you know, worked very hard to pay for my schooling and I worked full time, but I didn't have any debt when I came out. And so, you know, the what that afforded me was was a lot more optionality than, yeah. you know, my husband's very expensive school. So you you mentioned the twenty five hundred dollars, you know, we played cash flow. So my son really learned from that. Um, they enjoyed it much more the second, third and fourth time around. Um, but we had the same exercise. I don't remember if you remember about two years ago before we went off to school. I talked to him about, you know, how you can be financially free. Like yeah. when he was making the decision of what do I want to study? Do mm -hmm. I want to go to college? Is it worth the expense to go to college, et cetera? But we did that about 2,500. It was right about $2,500 a month that I said, if you house hack and you live in a four unit and you make your living expenses zero, you can make very little money and still be financially free oh, yeah. and then have the optionality to explore what you really love without regard to the money, right? He's thought about doing, you know, missions or ministry in some regard. He'll never make a lot of money doing that. But if that's what he's passionate about, he can create investments and we love real estate most of all, right? Extra cash flow coming in every month. That's what cash flow game is about. How do you create enough extra cash flow coming in from your investments that you can escape the rat race and be financially free. And I did the exercise with them. We went through exact dollars, how much he would make in rental income, you know, what kind of job he could have that would pay the difference and how quickly he could be totally financially free, even if he only made $30,000 a year. And if you don't have a lot of expenses, you can be financially free on $30,000 a year, right? So that's what um, people it, need to hear. If everybody thinks you got to be a millionaire, you got to make six figures. No, if you can keep your expenses low, house hacking a fourplex is a great start for a 20 year old. Yeah. You can be free on 30 freaking thousand dollars. Right, right. And the thing is, a lot of people have the discussion, you know, do you need asset? What's more powerful, assets or cash flow? And and both are important. And at different phases of life, one's going to, you know, give you a little leg up. But the reality is, if you can have, um, if you can have a positive network, but you have cash flow that covers all of your expenses, you are living the dream of financially free. You can have a Absolutely. lot of assets and a lot of debt and a lot of expenses. And even though you have a lot of assets because you have debt and expenses, you live check to check to check. It's the story of 70% of American people today. So I can tell you that having cash flow is much more powerful than the number of assets you have. And that is you continuing to live below your means. And then hopefully you're still working to expand your means and expand your assets and grow your net worth. But cash flow is the key to, you know, financial freedom and having the freedom of your time. And that's what's so important to me. And, and I think this is what, you know, resonated with my kids when we played the game, when we go through these exercises is, do you want to have to work every day for someone else, whether you like your job or not, whether you want to move or not, whether you 
want to travel or serve in missions or whatever it is um, where you have no options? Or do you want a life where you have the freedom of your time to do whatever you want to do, whatever you're passionate about, because you have learned to live below your means on whatever salary that is. And so the freedom of time is much more important than how much money you have in the bank and how many assets you have. And the freedom of time is bought with cash flow. So one of the things you brought up earlier is you, it sounds like you've also played cash flow for kids. I have not played yes. that game. Um, yes. Just as good. It is for kids for sure. I, I should have done cash flow for kids first for the younger ones before we did the adult version, honestly, because at 9-11, they were crying like, oh, no, <laughs> my money. They literally were crying like, I hate this game. I want to win. <laughs> I'm like, you think you're crying now? Try being an adult and learning <laughs> yeah. these lessons. Like, come on, kids. They literally were crying. That's why I had to pay them to stay in the game the first time we played it. <laughs> So when you play it as a kid, there's still an, a balance sheet and an income statement. And so you okay. still have to learn to have a budget and you still have to learn an asset and a liability. So the teaching tool was the same. It's just that you're not investing, I don't think, in the stock market. Um, you know, you're buying, but you still have a choice to make. Am I going to buy a doodad? Um, am I going to have rental income? Am I going to buy something that loses all of its money? So it's it's just, it's the same game, but on a, a much okay. smaller scale, it's faster because kids' attention spans tend to be, you know, mm -hmm. shorter than adults. Um, and so if you have kids that are under about 13, I think the cash flow for kids game, it's worth okay. buying that, playing that with them a few times. Then once they go through that, then they can graduate up to the to the bigger one. But you know, a kid that's five or six can learn to play cash flow um, for kids for sure. And okay. again, my nine year old actually stayed in the adult version, but I think there were things that went over her head, you know, because it wasn't in her reality. So get sure. the kids if you have, you know, elementary school to maybe thirteen. And if they're thirteen or older, I'd go straight for the cash flow game. There you go. Well, folks, if you've ever played the cash flow game, I want to hear from you. What are the top two lessons? you took from the game. Cause I know there's more. I really do think it's a game that, that uh, everybody should play, especially if you are not comfortable with finances, right? If you're not comfortable with a balance sheet and income statement and watching how individual choices roll through that, you got to play the game and don't stress, don't stress. It'll take you some time. And and frankly, I like the vision, the version where it was paper and pencil where yes. you actually had to erase it. Uh, yes. Now it's some more are automated because then it just takes it away from you. But uh, Anna, yeah. where can people find you? Great. You can find me here on the show, social media, Anna Kelly, REI mom, and my website, Anna Kelly, investing for real estate coaching and consulting. Thank you so much.